All right. So the first day of early signing period is in the books. And I got a question. How much are you willing to pay a high school recruit? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. I want to say thank you for uh, coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit that red subscribe button. It would mean a whole heck of a lot. And to those of you who already have, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know you can always follow me at Twitter, at Mark, M-A-R-C, Culkin, K-U-L-K-I-N. All right. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football. And basketball, with a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and the SEC. I can always watch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for the price you'll love. Try it today. So, is it just me, or have the head coaches in college become more aggressive, more outspoken lately. Remember last year, Pittsburgh head coach Pat Narduzzi, he was upset because uh, his best player left for the University of Southern California. You may have heard of him, Blitnikoff winner, Jordan Addison. Well, recently, uh, during, a post-game press, uh, during a post-game presser between Jackson State and North Carolina Central, this was during the Celebration Bowl between those two uh, HBCUs, the coach from North Carolina Central, uh, he made it a little personal, took a little jab at outgoing Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders, who is taking over at Colorado. So following the win for NC Central, uh, Trey Oliver, who is the their head coach, uh, he took a parting shot. Quote, I will say this right here, Colorado probably could have gotten me for half the price they're paying Dion. So I don't know if the ink is dry on the contract because I because I know they had to wait till after the game. But Colorado, if you're having any second thoughts, contact my agent. Uh, a lot of that was predicated on stuff that took place prior to the game. A little bit of disrespect. Nonetheless, um, one more example. On Tuesday, the you know the day eve day of uh, early signing period. Nebraska's new head coach, Matt Rule, uh, he put out a tweet, and he was taking direct shots uh, at a couple of programs who were using NIL for purposes in ways that it really wasn't intended. Uh, In other words, paying high school recruits to attend college. He specifically, his tweet was pointed right at the University of Oregon and the University of Miami. He was very clear with his... uh, emoticons that he put out there. Um, essentially, what I'm trying getting at, college is not only starting to look like the NFL with free agency, it's starting to sound like the NFL now too, with the way uh, coaches are just out there. They're just calling it as it is. It used to be much more PC, 
politically correct. They would keep their uh, their feelings much, you know, they would hold those cards closer to the vest. Not anymore. They're just throwing it out there. <clears throat> Look, um, in reality, there aren't any rules. So um, who's, to, who's to say how a school's collective uh, should spend their NIL dollars? I know Trojan fans would love USC, would love the USC collectives to uh, make it more lucrative to high school recruits. Lincoln Riley and USC has made it clear. They're not playing it that way. Um, they would prefer to pay college players. The, the risk of paying high school of paying high school players is just much higher than paying a college uh, player who already has a resume worth um, spending you know NIL dollars on. They, 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 they've actually created an, a name image likely name image and likeness value. Yeah, the, the, some of the guys coming up in high school have that as well, but they are still, they haven't played a college yet. You know, the, all that NIL value is projection. Uh, like I said, USC, they're choosing to pay college players who have earned their NIL value on the field of play in college. So until the NCA regulates, you know, the mess that they've created, they're, they're just taking a, a hands-off approach right now. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're indicating what they would prefer, but they, there's really no rules in place. So it's, it's kind of like schools are collectives, boosters. It's pay at your own risk. Uh, because before, and I, you know, name, image, and likeness, NIL became legal in 2021. You know, the SEC had developed a, a system that the NCA pretty much left alone. You know, every now and then, you know, if you got really crazy, they would come after you. But for the most part, they were letting, uh, they knew what was going on, but they were leaving those schools in the in the SEC conference alone. Even though they hammered USC uh, and Reggie Bush, uh, but whatever, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to digress too far. Um, I'm not going to rehash that. It's out there. Although Reggie Bush did clap back this week on Twitter, quote, the truth is the NC's only witness is a convicted felon who was in prison for rape months before he sat down with the NCA to spread more lies, which they believed, and now they are paying for it. Literally. Eight million dollars. Sheesh. How do you guys look at yourself in the mirror? End quote. That eight million dollar reference is he, Reggie was referring to how much the NCA is paying off Todd McNair. Uh, for damages. All right, back to the original scheduled programming. In other words, all this stuff was going on. Players and universities, boosters, I should say, were paying players based on their name and their image and their likeness. Reggie was trying to do the same thing to leave USC. But now the NCAA is giving their blessing on this. It's okay to, to get paid in high school, in college. So I guess I, what my, why are people upset at programs that are doing it, that are, you know, they're paying high school recruits above the table. There shouldn't be that much angst. Lincoln Riley was asked uh, at his press conference on Wednesday. Um, he was, Lincoln Riley said this about NIL. The, the reality is this. In this day and age, you have to make decisions on how you're going to handle this. 
I think you see people losing sight of the locker room and fixating on one recruit here and there, end quote. Uh, he was also asked if USC lost any recruits to NIL. Quote, of course we did, but everybody did. The reality is just like every university is different, every family is different, everyone's priorities are different. Who am I to say this is a correct priority and this is incorrect, end quote. So he's pretty much echoing what I've been saying. USC is going to be very judicious, uh, very careful in how they play the NIL game. Um, the, you know, certain recruits, though, you know, they'll, they'll kowtow to. Um, but for the most part, their money, the collectives, that money is going to be directed to players already in college. So get used to it, Trojan fans. That's how they're doing it right now. Uh, nothing, you know what else you can do right now? Head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, I know you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Once again, thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. But make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. They have the biggest stories around the sports. They give it to you in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked on Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, I've got some quick news and notes from Wednesday's uh, presser with meeting with Lincoln Riley um, after, you know, the first day of early signing period was essentially over. USA knew who they were getting. They got 19 of the 20 they were waiting on. Uh, so Lincoln Riley got out there and talked, spoke about it. First, um, before we get to the to the recruits, uh, Jordan Addison will not play in the Cotton Bowl. Okay, Lincoln Riley announced that at the press conference. He Jordan is going to take more time to let his ankle rehab. Um, might as well just accept the fact that Jordan is going to the NFL draft. Why else miss the Cotton Bowl? Translation. Um, same is going to be for Andrew Voorhees. It's official. He is head of the NFL. He will not participate in the Cotton Bowl. Um, those guys, look, I, I talked about it on an earlier episode of Locked on USC. I told you the offensive line is going to look different. Keep that in mind. It's going to look very different when USC takes on Tulane. Um, and you're starting to see why the, uh, the betting line is as close as it is. No Voorhees. No Jordan Addison. Caleb Williams says he's playing. We'll see. Um, as far as the team preparing for their bowl game, Lincoln Riley did say the guys have been have continued the momentum from the season. They have practiced well. They have done a great, a lot of great work with our strength staff while we were out recruiting, end quote. Uh, he went on to say they will practice for the next three days and then have three days off for Christmas before they head to Texas on December 27th for the uh, aforementioned Cotton Bowl. I will be out there as well covering the game. All right, 
as far as uh, recruiting, like I mentioned, USC, they have 19 signees at the time of me uh, making this podcast. Maybe the 20th will roll in. Jacoby Lane, wide receiver, is the lone holdout right now. I'm going to tell you right now, keep an eye on ASU. I think they're going to get the flip. This isn't an NIL issue. This is a USA has a really crowded and a really talented wide receiver room. And I think uh, Jacoby Lane, you know, it's it's kind of been trending this way for a little bit now. I think it caught up to him. And when Dorian Singer jumped into uh, that wide receiver room, that might have been the final nail in the coffin, so to speak. The big miss uh, for USC on the on the early signing period is young concrete, Mateo Ungalele from St. John Bosco, the uh, defensive end slash tight end. Uh, he decided he's going to take his immense talent to Oregon. Now, I want USC fans, I want you to consider some outside-the-box theories with Mateo and why he's not choosing USC. One, he never wanted to come to USC, and he wanted to get away from his comfort zone, away from those he's closest to. You say, well, Mark, why would he want to get away from his family? Well, let's consider a couple things here. His big brother, DJ, went to Clemson. And we also know DJ is in the portal and he's transferring away from Clemson. Um, And he's not transferring to Los Angeles. In fact, the rumor is Oregon State, Hawaii, Fresno State, those are some of the names. Now, we know that Mateo, Young Concrete, that's his his industry name in the the music industry, uh, he loves music. And we know that USC has one of the best musical uh, programs in the country. So why is Mateo going to Oregon? I I call it odd. I don't know. It just, it seems a little peculiar. Both highly touted end up going out of state. One has a second chance to come back and play closer to his family and DJ hasn't made a hasn't made a decision yet. Right now, Mateo has made his decision to go to Oregon. Everyone is assuming it's for the NIL bag. Matt Rule, he thinks so. Lincoln Riley kind of intimated at it, and there's no doubt about it. Oregon is paying Mateo to go to Oregon. No one's denying it. What's odd is that at his at his announcing announcement ceremony at, at St. John Bosco, Mateo had his high school coach, head coach, Jason Negro. He did the pick the hat announcement uh, during the ceremony. Mateo wasn't even there. So it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. You know, as I said, the obvious answer, he's getting paid up front. Makes sense. His NIL value is as high as it's going to be. Um, might as well strike while the iron's hot, right? Can't fault somebody for getting paid. I got no issue with that. Um, and the transfer portal is always available down the line if things don't work out at Oregon. I'm not saying he's going to come to USC. I'm just saying um, that 
you always have a second opportunity if things don't work out for you the first time around. However, that is the second um, Bosco kid in that family that played in USC's backyard that chose to leave the state to play college football out of high school. You know, it's intriguing. So is there more than just the NIL bag man at play here? Um, look, we know that Mateo can get paid at USC. We know that USC is not going to pay as much as certain programs like Miami and Texas A&M have allegedly been you know, charged with paying high school recruits out of high school. Um, Oregon is also in that category. Um, so while USC isn't going to pay as much as those programs, I promise you, <laughs> the budget was more than just Cheerios and bologna as well. Um, I don't know. There's just something for me. Mateo never wanted to come to USC. We know that uh, during the recruiting process between DJ and Bryce Young, USC put all their eggs into the Bryce Young basket. However, I will remind people, DJ nor his father came to USC as well. They had an opportunity to make their case. They never showed up at USC. Just leaving it out there. And if you really wanted to get into conspiracy theories, we, well, I want people to think back to what happened earlier in the summer, fall, with uh, Big Dave, his family, and some stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Like I said, I find it really, I don't know, is peculiar the right word to use? Different odd that both young men are leaving the state to play their college football. And I understand how this is a little bit different for DJ. USC was all in with Bryce Young. But again, DJ and the family never came over to USC. And uh, Mateo isn't going to USC either. I'm just saying. Throwing it out there. I like to have a different opinion than the everyday same narrative that you'll hear on different podcasts, websites, message boards, whatever. I try and bring a little something a little bit different for you to consider. This is a thinking man's game over here. All right. Let's talk briefly about each player who wants to be a Trojan. These are the players who faxed in or DocuSign emailed, however they're doing it these days, their letter of intent to USC on the first day of the early signing period. Remember, this goes through Friday. Today is, uh, as I'm recording this podcast, it's Wednesday, December 21st. The end of the early signing period is Friday the 23rd. So I'm going to go over each name, and this is in alphabetical order. I'm not playing favorites. Real brief, uh, real brief comment for each of the players. Zechariah Branch, Bishop Gorman High School, five-star wide receiver. All right, he's got a long resume of accolades, but he was selected to compete in the 2023 Under Armour All-American game where he will be the team captain for Team Phantom. He was also chosen to play in the 2023 Polynesian Bowl. Uh, in this past season, he tallied, tallied 753 yards on 45 receptions, 
with 11 touchdowns, and he recorded five punt returns for 90 yards. That's an 18-yard 18, uh, average per punt return. He did that as a senior. As everyone knows, older brother Zion is already on the Trojan roster, safe, play safety. Both of their great uncle, Cliff Branch, former Raider wide receiver. He was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame at this past August. And their father, Sheva, he played fullback at San Jose State. So I believe that's what you call good bloodlines. Offensive lineman, Mac, uh, Micah Banuelos, Kennedy High School, Washington, six foot three, 290 pounds. He made the 2023 prep star All-Western Region, and he saw significant staffs on both sides of the ball at Kennedy High School. He was the 2022 Washington 4A Offensive Lineman of the Year and was named to the 4A first team as a senior defensive lineman as well. He was selected to play in the 2023 Under Armour All-America game as an offensive lineman for Team Phantom, and he helped his Kennedy Catholic team reach the 2022 Washington for a state championship game. Quite a list there. Defensive back Maliki Crawford, Pacifica High School, was named for the 2022 Ventura County Star All-Channel All Channel League First Team and the Ventura County Star First Team All-County as a cornerback at Pacifica High School. He was invited uh, to play in the 2023 Polynesian Bowl Maliki also runs track where he ran sprints and competed in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and 4x100-relay. That's good because USC needs more speed. Linebacker Tackett Curtis, Manny, Louisiana. He was the 2022 Max Preps Louisiana High School Player of the Year and won the state championship game MVP as a senior linebacker. He led Manny, Louisiana to the 2A state championship as a senior, he recorded 112 tackles, 16 for a loss, six sacks, three interceptions. That was as a senior. That wasn't as a, in a career. He was also a finalist for the High School Buckets Award, which recognizes the top linebacker, top linebacker in the country. He was named the 2022 2A3 uh, three defensive MVP. I'm just rolling off a bunch of stuff. He's really good. Tight end. Kate Eldridge, Linden Christian School out of the state of Washington. He made the 2023 Prep All-Star Western Region team. He was named 2022 1A uh, All-Conference Defensive. He was a defensive MVP as an All-State representative as well. You know what? Let's just skip it. Change his designation to athlete because I can see this guy playing on the defense down the line. Uh, on offense, he talent. Tallied 545 yards, 72 carries for seven touchdowns. Defensively, he had 18 tackles, six and a half for loss, two block kicks, and a fumble recovery and a touchdown. Like I said, he came in as a tight end. This guy's a, an athlete. I'm not sure where he's going to play at USC. Let's find out. Defensive lineman Sam Green, St. Francis Academy in Maryland. He helped St. Francis Academy. Uh, the Panthers earned the number one ranking in their final state max preps uh, ranking, and he was a top 25 defensive lineman. Defensive lineman, uh, Elijah Hughes, we spoke about him recently on this, on Locked on USC. He was selected as a 2022 uh, level 
Division 6D Regional Defensive Player of the Year and the Liberty District Defensive Player of the Year while playing both sides offense and defense for his high school. It was the first time a football player from Washington Liberty earned those distinctions in over 20 years. Not bad. He also competes in track and field, um, and he placed second in the shot put. Not bad. He placed second in state in shot put. Shot put. So both Sam Green and Elijah Hughes on the defensive line, both those guys kind of flew under the radar. But if you look at their film, they look great. Staff loves their upside. Running back, Quinton Joyner, Manor High School in Texas. He was selected to compete in the 2023 All-American Bowl, formerly known as the Army All-American Bowl, as well as the 2023 Polynesian Bowl. Joyner was named to the 2022 All-District 6A first team after he rushed for 1,800 yards on 196 carries. That's nine yards per carry. He also had 25 touchdowns. He caught five passes. Um, During his, I love his quote that he had during his signing day ceremony when he said, quote, I chose you. That's why I chose that place, USC, to go be great and win championships, end quote. USC has another defensive lineman, Dejan Lafitte. Um, He made the 2023 prep all-star Western region as a senior defensive lineman at Colony High School. Um, He had 51 tackles, eight sacks as a senior. He's another one of those under-the-radar guys. Anticipate him to redshirt when he comes in. There we go. Wide receiver, Makai Lemon, Los Alamitos High School. He was a 2023 Under Armour All-American. He as well will play in the 2023 Polynesian Bowl. Let's see. Um, he was he made the 2022 Los Angeles Times All-Star team as a senior wide receiver. 69 passes, 1,044 yards. That's 15 yards per catch. He had 12 touchdowns, and he also helped Los Al reach the Sunset League and the Southern Section Division I semifinals. His quarterback, Malachi Nelson, you know all about him. Is he the next Caleb Williams? future Heisman quarterback winner at USC to be coached up like Lincoln Riley. You know all about his accolades. Um, He is the number one recruit per ESPN. And uh, he's coming in to take over when Caleb Williams and Miller Moss are all done. Offensive lineman, Alani Noah, Grant High School, six foot four, 320 pounds, big mauler. Um, he uh, he won State of the Year honors for in the San Joaquin Valley. He's what one of four or five offensive line recruits that are coming in for USC. Elijah Page, he's another one. Pinnacle High School, six foot seven, three hundred five pounds. Obviously, he's coming in as a tackle. Um, his teammate, oh by the way, Deuce Robinson, tight end, five star. He's making his choice in February, down between USC and, and Georgia. You've got Russian David Peavy, Lincoln High School, San Diego, California. He earned the 2023-2023 Prep Star All-Western Region Honors. He had 31 tackles, five sacks, and an interception as a senior defensive end. Um, he is a position of need at USC, as you know. Multi-sport athlete. Peavy played basketball and ran track. 
He was part of Lincoln's 4x100 and 4x400 relay teams that finished first and second, respectively, in the 2020-21 CAF Finals. And if you recognize Lincoln High School, Marcus Allen played his high school ball there back in the day. Heisman Trophy winner. Running back Marion Amarian Peterson, Hiroshi, Hiroshi uh, High School in Texas. He was named 2022 All-District 3-4A Division II MVP as a senior running back. Between he and Joyner, he's the bigger of the two, 6'2", 220 pounds. He reminds me of Lendale White. Um, who else we got coming in? Oh, defensive back, Christian Pierce, Rancho Cucamonga High School. He was named to the 2022 All-Baseline League and defensive MVP uh, for his high school, Rancho Cucamonga High School. 65 tackles, four and a half for a loss, three sacks. He also had three interceptions, four pass breaks, and a fumble recovery as a senior. Not bad. Another offensive lineman, Tobias Raymond, Ventura High School. Six foot seven, 270 pounds. He's got that offensive tackle frame. Um, he was the 2022 All-Channel League Offensive Lineman of the Year, the Ventura High School Tyler Ebel Offensive MVP, and the Ventura High School Offensive Lineman of the Year. Recognize the name Tyler Ebel. He played running back at UCLA. As a USC fans, we used, I used to refer to him as Tinkerbell because of his diminutive size, but he ran really hard. Another uh, rush end position that USC is recruiting, Braylon Shelby, Friendswood, Texas. Really high-end prospect here. He's a guy who could play at USC as a freshman. Uh, first team, 2022, he was named uh, 2022 Houston Touchdown Club preseason team and was selected to be on the final ballot of the Whataburger Super Team, whatever that is. As I mentioned, he's another position of need, comes from a football family. His father, Shannon, um, is a former Arkansas defensive end, and his brother, Ty, played defensive end at Louisiana Monroe. And finally, offensive lineman, Amos Talalele, played at Santa Clara High School, six foot, six foot five, 330 pounds, Selected to the 2023 Polynesian All-Star Game as a senior. So, there it is. That's your incoming class as of right now for the early signing period. 19 guys. One more still hanging out out there. I sense a flip. I don't think he's coming to USC. Jacoby Lane. Here's what I want USC fans who are a little upset about losing one player, maybe a second player. I want you to consider what Lincoln Riley took over. The way he and the staff, they've changed the culture. I'd say recruiting's gone pretty well for 2023 so far. And there's still a lot of time left. So, harness your emotion, dial it back. Things are going to be okay. I think everyone agree. USC is trending up. It's going to be a good holiday season, Trojan fans. Appreciate the present because tomorrow is a mystery. And you know what's out there. So until our next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do, right?